Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. The Call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe. Hello and welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Barangaroo studios. Uh, thanks for your company for the next hour on the call 10 stocks picked by you. I put those 10 stocks to an expert panel. We do it all in one hour and uh, great to have Francesco Destratus from Ord Minute with us. Francesco, how are you? Good I'm to see fine, you. I'm fine, thank you David. Uh, and Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets in Perth. Uh, g'day Carl. Uh, G'day, Koshi. Happy start to the week. Hey, let's get straight yes. into it because we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh, for, uh, first five stocks in the opening half hour of the call. Got to take a look at Pacific Current, NIB Holdings, Fortescue Metals, uh, Brickworks, and Cleanaway. Um, thought for stock of the day, we took a look at a commodity today, uh, if you like, a commodity of the day, uh, lithium. Call Lithium is one of the worst performers today, down 8% in morning trade. Is now the time to buy Lithium or is there still more to fall? Uh, let's take a look at uh, Carl's Lithium Carbonate uh, chart to see what he thinks. And um, Carl, there, there's a lot of green there on that chart. <laughs> Bottom left, top right, isn't it? I mean, how good is that in terms yep. of, uh, you know, it's a picture of uh, demand versus supply and the interaction between the two and how it creates price. And clearly there's a hell of a lot more demand at the moment than supply is able to accommodate. So that demand is sitting there saying, give us more lithium and the supply is struggling to keep up. Now, the supply is coming. That's kind of the story here. But Look, most think tanks still believe there is going to be a deficit for the next few years until about 2030, uh, and then that could change. But you know, who's who's looking further out than that? So certainly the underlying fundamentals uh, for the price of lithium uh, contracts, and that was lithium carbonate. There's also lithium uh, hydroxide or spodumene uh, is the main one. So that's the hard rock. Yep. Uh, product that your local producers, producers in Australia are producing, and your lithium carbonate is more your um, your uh, the the stuff that comes from uh, brines. So that's your all chem is is the main producer there. Uh, but my message on lithium has been pretty consistent. You know, stick to the pure plays because. You know, the IGOs of the world, the mineral resources. Now, uh, you know, IGOs largely a nickel company, and the price of nickel is not going anywhere near near like that. I should have sent you a nickel chart. Actually, that 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 is sort of uh, top top. It's had a huge spike on the Russia invasion, but that's coming down. Copper uh, looks pretty terrible. Um, uh, so they've got a bit of copper as well. Uh, mineral resources is you know an iron ore producer as well, yeah. and that's that's very much you know down the bottom uh, right as well. So pure plays like Allchem, I think, are the the, are the safer place to, places to go. Pilbara Minerals, another one of my favourites, uh, and they're the ones that are producing now. Uh, 
can't think if I'm forgetting any. I know Francesco will, will, will chime in if I am. Uh, the ones that are soon to be produced is your core lithiums, your lion towns, and they kind of um, ebb and flow away from there, aren't doing as well. So if you look at the charts, your all chems, your pilbara is still very, very strong. Your cores and your and your lion towns aren't. So they're a little bit more subject, mm. uh, you know, subjected okay. to the fact that there's execution risk. They still need to get these projects up and running. They're, they're, they are experiencing, you know, you know, higher cost inputs to get that um, to market. And then there is the risk that they get to the market and maybe the party's over. I'm not so sure that's going to happen. So again, the message is stick to the the, the big guys. I think they'll, they'll still do the best. The charts are still okay on each of those. They're pulling back a little bit, but um, nothing to worry about. I'm a little bit more concerned about your cores and your line towns. They don't, they don't look as, as strong. Uh, bigger picture... Look, again, if we do get a really um, bad market, Koshi, so if we're only halfway to where we need to go on this this pullback, this bear market, if you want to call it here, nothing will be spared. Right. That, I think that's the message. So you, you can think you've got the best uh, lithium stock in the world and we just saw the chart is if it stays up there, but everything will go down, you know, that, and that's kind of the, the key risk, the market risk, I think is the biggest risk facing these guys in the short term. Okay. All right, Francesco? What's yeah, look, the, the odds view on lithium? Yeah, lithium. Look, we're positive the longer term outlook for lithium. Obviously, you know, demand for lithium, and it's all bat- pretty much battery technology, I would suggest, um, we see as, as a growth area longer term. Short term, oh, look, from time to time, these sort, of, um, these sort of things, there's a bit of euphoria built into the market, and I, th- I think we're starting to see a little bit of um, air come out of the market at the moment. So, you know, with... Carl's suggesting that, that there's a bit of a bear market. I, I tend to agree uh, in the shorter term, but longer term, I, I think with the increase in demand from, um, you know, especially, especially electric vehicles, I mean, that's the way that not only um, are consumers wanting to head that way, but also governments are, are going yeah. to force people into that, that direction as well. Uh, but then also you've got um, the battery technology for, for storage at home and things like that. So, so I, think, I think that's a growth area. Um, and, and, and I think in the longer term, um, people are going to um, benefit from investing in you know, the miners of these areas. Um, it, it, looking at some of the ones that we cover, all chem, Iron Ear, Lion Town, Linus is more rare earths, I suppose. Uh, mineral resources and Pilbara, you know, our, our preferred would be all chem, uh, which is the old Oracobra. Yep. Um, they're, they're a producer, so they're taking advantage of the, the prices of where they are at the moment. Uh, but obviously when prices pull back, they, they're going to um, they're going to fall from from grace as well. Um, you know, Iron is more of a, a, a developer, so so it might be some time before we start to see production there. So the explorers and um, those that are in development phase, when when the commodity price comes back, they get hit a bit harder than yeah. the ones that are actually producing. So, so you're sort of with Carl, stick with the producers. I, I, I think you yeah, you stick with the producers now. Stick with the producers, avoid the 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 the, the, um, the developers. Um, uh, unless you feel that the the, the um, lithium prices is is, is going to turn around and head further north very quickly, yeah. Um, then yeah, I, I'd, I'd stick with that. And and our preference would be all chem and probably Pilbara number two. Right. Okay. All right. Let's get into the stock. So where you want us to uh, uh, put under the microscope and Sally <coughs> Francesco wants a view on Pacific Current. Now it's a uh, a funds management group, private advisory um, group at the moment, probably one that doesn't get um, all the attention of some of the, the bigger fund managers listed no. on the market. Uh, you uh, know, you and in some respects considered 
small cap compared to some of the large yep. um, uh, fund managers out there. Um, it's the old Treasury Group or yep. Treasury Corp, if you like. Um, we, we have a buy recommendation on at the moment. They're experiencing inflows. Um, and look, you know, we've seen Magellan um, experience a lot of outflows. So when, when yep. there are outflows, someone's got to be getting some inflows at the same time. They don't necessarily have to be dollar for dollar, yep. but, but they're getting some inflows. Uh, their guidance was quite good. They upgraded their flow guidance. So, so that was relatively positive. Um, you know, our, our guys got a valuation up around the $11 mark. And, and look, you know, trading 11 on, bucks yeah, at $7.34. Yeah. yeah that's um, that, that might be a little bit optimistic, and that's if they uh, fulfil their their you know their, their guidance and their expectations over the right. next two to three years. Um, you know, and that's a two to three year sort of guidance type thing. Um, and you know, when you look at it, what it's trading on, it, you know, it's the, the, the PEs on on sort of between ten and fifteen times earnings. So to mm. me, a fund manager in that respect, and and with. Uh, fund flow uh, inflows of funds. Uh, I think that's quite attractive, and, and we, yeah, we're going to buy mm. recommendation on okay. the stock. Um, so, Sally, odds uh, Pacific Current a buy, Carl. What do you think of Pacific Current? Uh, yeah, look, getting back to my comments before about lithium. So, lithium, well, amazing tailwinds. But as I said, if we well, I keep saying if we're in a bear market because the Australian market's not quite there. Obviously, in, the, in America they are. But if we do move into a bear market, things get a lot worse. Yeah. Doesn't matter how good your stock is, things are things are going to go down. And the other problem for the bear market is these guys invest uh, mainly uh, in uh, funds management businesses. Okay, so they're a, right. a, a fund manager who invests in other fund managers, so small yeah. boutique um, firms. Uh, that are offering services to anywhere from mums and dads to wholesales. So in a bear market, fund flows tend to switch. So yes, they've had some good performance up to this point, but you know clearly what's going on, if people do move to cash and there are some great interest rates outside of um, you know markets, uh, equity markets at the moment, uh, the problem is it could, could reverse right. for them. But I agree with um, Francesco. Look, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't look expensive. It looks um, pretty well valued, trading at about uh, 14 times this year's uh, or uh, 22 earnings, but uh, only 12 times next year's earnings. There's a bit of growth in the business, about 9% compound annual growth rate. We're a bit more conservative in our price target. Uh, I think because we're using, uh, and, and, and again, so we've got odds minute there at $11 uh, and we're uh, at fair value. And viewers might say, well, how do you look at this? How do two analysts look at the same company and get such very different views? Well, it's probably the discount rate that each party's respectively using. So I've used a high discount rate here. Right. So I've, I've got three levels. I've got low risk, medium risk and high risk. And in my spreadsheet, I've dialed it up to high risk because of all of those um, right. risks I see to the business. So it literally knocks dollars potentially off the valuation. Uh, and that's why I'm, I've just taken a more conservative uh, view on it. Um, the chart, getting to the chart, probably the, where we really need to look at here. And I just it up. Um, it, look, it's pretty flat. It's actually, actually probably one of the better charts today in that it's not in a long-term downtrend, um, but it's a hold at best, I think. Okay. So I, I, I'll go hold. hold. Um, not, yeah, mm -hmm. I'll go hold so it, it's like a listed investment company of fund managers. It is. Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Okay. All right. Um, our next stock um, is uh, Peter wants a view on NIB Holdings, the, uh, the big private health insurer. Uh, Carl, what do you think of uh, Yeah, NIB? so 
Um, look, again, another really solid business. Obviously, insurance is getting a bit of a bump at the moment because they're, they're jacking up the premiums on us. And we, to a large extent, have no uh, choice but to just cop those. I mean, we can shop around, but if they're all going up, um, you kind of get to the point where you end up kind of staying where you are. Uh, so that's a benefit. Obviously, uh, interest rates rising tends to help them out because they take all of our premiums, uh, invest it in very low-risk, long-term assets, uh, and, and and earn a higher return, hopefully at some stage uh, having to pay us back or not pay us back. Um, so there are some tailwinds there. The only um, issue I, I find with uh, NHF is they, they don't just invest in um, boring old bonds. They've got quite a bit of exposure to the equity market uh, and that punched a significant hole in um, current year results. Oh, right. uh, so if that, if that continues, uh, then yeah, that's a bit concerning in itself. Um, so, yeah, just watch out for that. The other thing is they're, they're not the cheapest stock out there. So we just talked about the last one, uh, which was trading at around about you know 12 times earnings. These are trading at double that, so about 24 times earnings mm. with about the same growth. Uh, so sort of you know high high single digit, low double digit growth, which is healthy. But I just think you're paying paying a bit much for it. So I'm, yeah, look, I, it's 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 a tough one. I'm going to go. I'm, I'm go, look. I'll squeak out a hold on this one okay. uh, because the the price the chart still looks strong enough. Because these sorts of businesses uh, would benefit from higher interest rates, but that's cancelled a bit because they take a more risky sort of strategy on managing their portfolio and putting it into equities. They have, yeah, they have right. up to this point. I'd like to find, it was about a $58 million um, hole punched oh, in the last right. set of right. results. I, so I can't find it, but Francisco's got the number. Yeah, uh, 81, 81.8 million negative turnaround in investment income. Okay. Uh, Francesco? Yeah, the, the other thing bet? to consider with higher interest rates, and it probably doesn't have as bigger impact, but it does have a negative impact on uh, the health insurers, is that um, people will start dropping their, their coverage a right. bit too, because yep. obviously um, you know, the household expenses become a bit higher and a bit, bit tighter for them. But um, look, we've got a light on the stock. Um, it's, you know, Pretty fully priced, if not probably overpriced. You know, you're trading in the sort of low twenties uh, on a PE basis, so we think that's probably a bit high. Um, and the share prices, you know, from what we can see, has performed pretty well over the last sort of six months, if you like. And and you know, I, I think there's probably better out there. I'm not a real, don't get really excited about sort of health insurers myself. You know, there's plenty of other places in the market where you're going to achieve reasonable and outcomes. It, and it's um, a set, sector where the government tells you how much you can increase your premiums, which is never that, useful. That's it? right. <laughs> and, and, and look, you know, claims have been relatively low over the recent sort of couple of years. And yeah. I think COVID's had a bit to do with that. But now now that we're sort of coming out of COVID and um, uh, elective surgeries are becoming uh, more and more, um, um, well, think elective surgeries basically were not occurring during COVID, so yeah. that's going to start ramping up again too. So probably going to see a little bit of an increase in claims as well. So yeah, look, we've got a light on it. I mean, if someone wants to be exposed to the healthcare, health insurance sector, you know, you probably look at Medibank Private, but you know, I wouldn't even get excited about that. Right. We're probably on hold on that uh, compared to 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 NIB. Okay, all right. Uh, let's go from uh, private health insurance back to uh, resources and Neil Francesco wants a view on Fortescue Metals, the uh, uh, the big iron ore, ore but well, yeah, look. Yeah, it used to be called a pure play iron ore 
thing now. They've got yeah. hydrogen in there and only well, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, yeah. Well, they're trying to branch into other areas. Yeah. I suppose is probably the way to put it. But yeah, you're looking at your your, your income coming from the INS or sector. And look, you know, uh, Fortescue. I mean, we've got to hold on it similarly to to NLB trading around its valuation. Uh, but you know, it's in a soft iron ore um, price environment too. So. Um, it lacks any real positive catalysts. Um, you know, operationally, it's a very good business and has been since you know it started to mm. produce and that and, and it's been a real success story um, in not only in in, a, in in the market in the iron ore market but just in Australian business as well. Um, the other thing is, is not a great deal of information out there on their future project pipeline. Um, so for analysts, it's difficult for them to sort of put a, a value on capex and see what sort of capex drain there might be. Um, you know, it, 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 it looks cheap. It's trading on a very low PE, you, you know, less than 10 times earnings. I think it's around 7.8 or... With a massive uh, dividend. Too. A massive dividend, yeah. You've got a stock there with a very low PE and a massive dividend. But uh, as we all know, commodity prices do fluctuate. Um, yeah. So it looks like we're in a bit of a soft iron ore environment. So. Um, yeah, that's partially the reason why you've got a very low PE. So we're a hold. Right. You know, we don't, you know, we, I mean, if someone owns the stock and you, you pick it up 14, 15% dividend yield, um, happy days. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, would I chase it? Could be a dividend trap, who knows? Right. Uh, Carl, Fortescue? Yeah, I think that's that's our view over here is that it's, it's a dividend trap, it's a value trap. So if we look at um, current PE is six. Um, but the problem is, if, if you look at earnings, because iron ore prices aren't two hundred dollars a ton now; they're they're just under a hundred, or about around about hundred dollars a ton. Call it, uh, and and the trend is down. So I, I see every possibility that we're talking eighty dollar a ton iron ore in the not too distant future. Now. Fortescue's fine. They're still producing. Uh, they still make, you know, make money on that. They're still they're still going to make they're still going to make plenty of money. But yeah. it's 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 all about they're not going to make as much money at the peak. So you know what what is eighty compared to two hundred? Yeah. And what that means is that they you know if you look at their FY twenty two earnings uh, per share, it was uh, two dollars ninety one. Uh, at the peak when uh, iron ore prices were really gangbusters, it was four dollars fifty nine. So you can uh, next year it's going to be two dollars nineteen. So the trend is down. Then one seventy one, then one forty three, then one oh five. So currently two ninety one earnings per share in FY twenty six is going to be one oh five. Just let viewers just let that sink in for you a little bit. Let's just use round numbers. Earnings per share th this year was three dollars. Last year it was four dollars. If you go forward a few years, it's going to be one dollar. Okay. Now this right. is not my estimates. This is a, this this is a combined of eighteen major brokers. It comes from uh, Thomson Reuters. This is where I'm getting the data from. So we're expecting a third of the earnings uh, in in four FYs. That that that's what that's what the market's expecting. So your PE isn't really six. It's more like you know eleven or twelve, and your dividend yield is going to come down. So it's not really thirteen. It's more like five. And those are the long-term averages for, for Fortescue. You cycle the bump, on average, its PE is around about 12 and its dividend yields about around about five. So you right. can't buy a stock now based upon what's happened in the past. And we do think that with the contraction and earnings that are coming, it's going to struggle. It's going to struggle to, to make you know new highs or get back into the 20s. So on that basis, um, with the chart reflecting everything I've just said, the chart is really starting to, to look under pressure. Uh, we are at a sell. We've been at a sell for a few months now. Uh, we're going to keep that one today. Going to stay there. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Sell on Fortescue. Um, 
Carl Caitler wants a view on Brickworks, as the uh, name implies. It makes bricks, mm -hmm. but it's more than that because usually it builds its quarry on the outskirts of a city. Uh, <laughs> they dig all the clay out, make the bricks, and by the time they exhaust the uh, um, uh, the, the, uh, the reserves there, they then flog it off to a, uh, it then is part of a suburb of a big city and a property developer, don't they? It's a, yeah, it's a great combination. Exactly. Yeah, look, I mean, that's a, that's a really good uh, description, explanation of what they do. And, you know, the great thing is, um, you know, clay or sand or whatever, they, you know, whatever they're digging, it's pretty cheap, right? Yeah. They have to they buy, as you say, they buy the land and then their, their, their input costs are, are fairly um, fixed and, and under control. But the, the one input cost that is really hurting them or has hurt them um, in the last 12 months is, uh, is, is fuel, obviously. Uh, so that, that's a big component. But you know, energy prices, uh, oil prices are coming down. That's probably going to moderate. So I think that's a tailwind. Uh, if there are headwinds, it is just a general slowdown in in the property market. So in their their ability to, um, you know, get the biggest bang for the buck for these um, new developments, both here uh, and in the USA. So that's that's another big issue. So they do have some North America exposure there. Uh, the other big thing you didn't mention, Kosh, is the fact that they've got a big holding in um, Sol Pattinson as well. So that's right, like yeah. a, that's a big part of the portfolio. And then Sol Pattinson have a big holding in them as well. Um, uh, yeah, we're, you know, kind of muddies the waters a little bit. But anyway, look, long, long story short, getting down to, to sort of the valuation, um, you know, it, it's one of those that's also sort of cycling um, some some numbers here, and I think that that is something to consider. Um, but otherwise, you know, it looks pretty pretty reasonably priced here. I don't I don't think we we're too fussed about the the, the the valuation. The chart looks pretty good as well, and I think kind of backing up that there may be uh, the market seeing a few more tailwinds and headwinds. It is in a in a short term uptrend, which is rare for companies to be fair in the ASX 200. But the long term trend is is, is flat. If it gets, look, it's very interesting. It's, it's kind of could go 50, 50 uh, each way from it. It's 50-50 bet. But I tell you what, if it closes above 22, I think it's going to look really, really good. Now, whether that's going to happen in such a horrible broader market, I'm not so sure. The other case is that the horrible broader market takes over and it doesn't matter how good this thing is, everything goes down. And in that case, I think if it closed below 20, um, I would go sell. So given it's in the middle, I'm happy to hold on the basis that, hey, maybe the market picks up and it does close above 22, becomes a buy um, below 20, I'd go sell. So it's a hold for now. Okay. Um, would you go sold pats instead of brickworks? Can you look at it that way? Carl? Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking yeah. Francesco. Uh, no, no, no. I was like, hurry up, Francesco. Answer the question. Well, okay. Oh, it's a bit of a circularity, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Kosh. I didn't realize you were yeah, talking Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Me. I should have said just for you. Uh, you kick it yes, off. Yes. No, uh, uh, well, Sol Pants, you've got the coal exposure, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's a, they're, they're a different portfolio. Um, let me have a look at my, my coal. Coal still looks very much intact. Uh, so... Yeah, maybe. Yes, I, I think. Look, you, you, so the question is really saying, are you betting on the property market or the keep warm market? Right. And I prefer to the keep warm okay. market because you still got you still got the exposure of the property market through anyway uh, right. by its holding of brickworks. So yes, no, I'd yeah. definitely go sold. Okay, Francisco, brickworks. Yeah, look, they, they produced a, a record result for FY 2022 um, across all divisions too, yeah. which was very pleasing for for us. Um, our analyst has got a buy on it, um, but I'm slightly a bit with Carl on sort of the broader um, property sector and, and you know, the, the, the analyst is suggesting they've got a, a, 
a good pipeline of work in place. Um, but I sort of would put a question mark around some of that, particularly now that rates are rising. Yes, you've got yeah. um, you know, property approvals, um, but how much of that sort you of gets delayed? Yeah. You've got, yeah. <laughs> um, so so I, I, I'm probably a little bit more cautious. The analyst is on a buy. I mean, yeah, fundamentally it looks fine. You know, it's um, less than 15 times earnings and and, yeah. and and declining. So that means the earnings is rising. It's not going to. Um, it's not a big growth stock. I would suggest. I think it's sort of you know gradual growth. It's a long term yeah. play. Um, the U.S. division uh, a lot, apparently a lot of their um, uh, pipeline of work is is non residential. So that's I suppose on the slight positive side of things. But again, um, you know the broader property sector sort of appears to be on a slight downturn, so yeah. I'd be a little bit cautious there. But um, look, we've got to buy on it, um, medium risk, so um, it's it's not a bad yeah. investment. Um, and if you're benefiting from the sole Patterson exposure to coal, I think that's not a bad thing. It probably puts a bit of yeah. um, uh, a bit of a buffer in there for, for uh, investors. Same, same, same question to you, Carl. Uh, would you prefer sole Pats or Brickwork? Oh, look, I'd prefer to just buy a coal miner rather than right. just... Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, that's a really good point. Yeah, look, and, and you know, the question is, you know, has has the coal price topped out um, yeah. on the... Uh, that's thermal coal, not yes. the iron ore. Yeah, the, yeah. the metallurgical coal is different. Uh, but I'd suggest that it might have topped out, but I think it'll stay at these levels or around these levels for, for a little while longer because yeah. I think we're going into the European winter, we're going to see some issues around energy in Europe uh, in particular. Yeah. Um, the Russian um, and Ukrainian conflict continues on, that means the Russian supply stays out of the equation, so I think we're going to see thermal coal remain high for quite some time. Okay. All right, um, and it's, uh, if they don't start sabotaging uh, each other more, mm-hmm. that's fascinating, isn't yeah. it? With the, uh, with Fasc- the gas pipeline. Fascinating. But, yes. well, but who did who did it? Maybe the, maybe if you Putin said the Brits did it. Yeah, I yeah. I know. Mm. I know. Who do you believe in this? Well, um, <laughs> Liz Liz Truss's track record over the last two weeks, I I would suspect wouldn't. Oh, she did it from diversion. <laughs> <laughs> She's not had a good couple of weeks. That's for sure. Um, all right, Tom wants a view, Francesco, on Cleanaway, the uh, the big waste. Company, waste management company? Yeah. Look, there's a big increase in the focus on, on waste management, not just at government level, but at, at corporate levels and, and, yeah. and at household levels. So so it is, it is um, an area, I think, where there's some fundamental growth across the whole sector. Um, you may sort of recall we used to export a lot of our waste at one yeah. stage there to China. Yeah. That's not happening now. So, so, you know, we've got to create a lot more solutions internally uh, or domestically, I should say. Um, uh, for for the management of our waste yeah. now, Cleanaway is the largest. You know, we've got the biggest market share in in Australia. Um, the next two, if you if you combine the next two competitors, uh, they'd be the same size as Cleanaway. Right. So okay. so you've got strength in so size. It's a market leader. It's a yeah. market leader. Um, and, and not only that, I mean, it it, it not only is it a market leader, it, it is in development in other areas as well. So there's a plant out at Western Sydney which they're. Uh, working on a, a project to convert waste to energy, so so there's a lot of um, moving parts there. It does look expensive on a, on your normal metrics. So on a PE basis, you know, it's it's uh, around the mid twenties, so getting close to thirty. But I, I think with the size of the business, 
uh, and the nature of the business, I think it can carry that for right. for a time. Um, so, so look, you know, we like the sector, we like the business model. Um, they've just raised a bit of money for some acquisitions they're making, so they are on the acquisition trail. Um, they tend to make accretive acquisitions, so that should bring the PE down a bit um, yep. to to satisfy some value investors. So, um, we like the stock. We've got to buy a buy recommendation okay. on it. And it looks as though it's uh, had, had a few management issues unsettling there for a while, but it seems to have settled down. Yeah, look, down we, we bit, seem to think they've settled down yeah. a bit, yeah. Uh, Carl, what do you think of Clean Away? Yeah, look, I'm with Francesco. I like it. I like the business. Some great growth. So um, Francesco sort of mentions uh, it's got a high-ish PE. We've talked about this idea of some stocks having a high PE, um, well, one was higher than the other for the same amount of growth. Well, this one is higher, but the growth is much higher as well. Um, so there is, a, there is a lot of growth to come into it. And the other thing I like about it is it's very defensive. So whether there's a bear market or a bull market or a recession or a boom, we're still going to produce a bunch of waste. Uh, and, 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 and that's where these guys come into it. So I've got about 17% a compound annual growth rate out to FY26 is the consensus. Um, and the PE is about 33. So 33 sounds really high compared to some of the other ones we've seen, but it's about double the growth. So I think I think it's very much justified in that regard. Um, having said that, they're, 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 if there are some risks to the business, um, just just cost cost pressures, uh, margins yeah. have have been under pressure, and that's really the. So it's instead of me marking this as a low risk, I've just notched it up to moderate risk. And that just takes some of some of the, the juiciness out of the valuation. So I've got it at fair value around current prices. The chart's very sideways. So I think maybe the chart's kind of reflecting um, maybe this is a very balanced view of risk and reward. I can go to a, I can get to a hold certainly because it it is a, it is a very high quality stock, and I do right. like the growth outlook. Um, but the risk is that again the broader market gets gets really bad and everything goes down. So I'm kind of going to cover myself uh, on anything I call a hold today, Koshi, yeah, um, yeah. Just, just just with that. But yeah, look, I, I quality stock, happy to go hold at okay. this stage. Understood. All right, let's uh, recap the first five stocks. Stock of the day was uh, really commodity of the day, lithium. Uh, both Carl and Ords have lithium uh, still looking attractive at uh, these levels. But if you are going to invest in the sector, invest in some of the existing producers rather than the explorers and developers, which are a little way off. Uh, Pacific Currents uh, is a buy from uh, Francesco and Ords, a hold from uh, uh, from Carl, NIB, hold from Carl, Ords has a lighten on it. Uh, Fortescue, a hold from uh, Francesco and Ords, Carl has a sell on it. Uh, Brickworks, a hold from uh, um, from Carl, uh, a buy from Ords. Um, Carl would turn to a, uh, a buy if its share price got above $22 and would sell if it got below 20. So it's in a tricky position at the moment, keep a watch on it. Uh, clean away a buy from Ords and a hold from Carl at Think Markets. Uh, here on the call, we've been following our own high conviction Fantasy Fund, Growth Fund, is picked by our Investment Committee. Uh, latest episode of the committee meeting is live for you to watch on ausbiz.com. So, uh, and the new one, the October meeting, uh, will be posted, I think, tomorrow or Wednesday. I'll just get a confirmation on that. Um, but uh, in September, the Investment Committee um, um, said Universal Store at Next DC, the Lottery Corp, Brisbane, and Oz Minerals were out of the portfolio. 
uh, added in was Karoon Energy, Boss Resources, Solpats, Premier Investments, and South 32. Let's see how the portfolio is going. And currently, the fund is down 3% uh, since inception on the 1st of March. And when you consider it's a high conviction growth fund, uh, that's pretty good in this market. Uh, similar funds are down about 15 or 20% over that period. Uh, so keep sending in your request for the call because that's the first filter that goes up to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be taking a look at Reese, uh, Linus, Superloop, Bravura, and the Reject Shop. Um, Carl Hadley wants a view on, on Reese, the big uh, plumbing and bathroom products company. Mm, no, it's a super interesting chart, this one. I really, really enjoy this one because it, it has a chart that kind of looks like a tech stock. Uh, if anything, and it's far from technology. It's a plumbing yeah, supplies company plumbing. operating here in, in the USA. But the reason why it had such a massive run and just really captured a lot of investors' attention is during COVID, uh, it, you know, everybody decided to, to renovate, of course, and then they had this huge um, run. Now, the problem is that interest rates have gone from zero to 4% mortgage rates have you know gone through the roof and renovation activity is rapidly slowing um, particularly in the US, where really, if you look at all the housing market indicators, they've gone, duh, 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 duh. look, in fact, the housing market indicators look like the Reese chart. They've gone, duh, 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 and then boom, fall ah, off a cliff. Right. Okay. There's, there's the cliff. Um, so this is the key risk, I think, for Reese going forward, is it ends up like a Novonix. I keep talking about Novonix as that cautionary tale, you know, tech stock, nobody knew about it. Uh, great narrative, everybody knew about it, and then it goes down forever. Uh, and I'm not saying reasons going to go down forever. I just think there's still so much fluff built into this uh, that it can come down a very long way. Uh, and I did have to do a lot of research on this one, Koshi, because the this is from the company's own um, uh, FY22 results. They, they quote a number of uh, headwinds and tailwinds. And let me list the, the, the headwinds. It's very rare this happens. I actually had to, I really chuckled as I read this. This companies never do this. They listed them, dot bullet point. Um, headwinds, constrained supply chain, persistent inflation, mixed demand outlook, low labour availability, rising interest rates, capacity constraints, consumer sentiment weakening, recession risk rising. Okay. Wow. And then they, yeah, yeah, this is like, it never happens. No. Like what management? Usually they're marketing it's, documents. Exactly. All the positive exactly. Spin. So, well, maybe you've got to respect their honesty. Yeah. And they had tailwinds, two tailwinds, strong consumer balance sheets. Yeah, well, yeah, right yeah. for now. Yeah. Um, and structural shift to the home because of COVID, right? right. Well, that's, that's history, man. That's history. So, oh. um, research done, right? The company has given it to you that. And that's why the chart now is really, really under pressure. So I, I'm, uh, we talk about high conviction um, funds. I'm a high conviction sell on this one. In fact, we've called it a short. We've called it a short. We're, we're so bearish on this one. We've oh. called it a short opening market. So you can you know, take a CFD trade out and short it. Um, just very quickly, I know Francesco is going to speak to some of the fundamentals. I just want to quote one more value for you. Current PE is um, 23, next year is 22 with 3% growth. So we've talked about companies that have similar PEs, yeah. but three, four times the growth, yeah. why would you buy this? You yeah. wouldn't sell.
Francesco? Uh, yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm probably uh, in the same in the same field as Carl. Unfortunately, our analyst <laughs> is not. He's uh, oh, yeah, right. no, the analyst is positive uh, on this. And, uh, and look, you know, it, it it's a good company and 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 it has very good strong cash flow. Um, management is good. I mean, it's just obvious from the but the, too honest. Too honest, maybe too honest, but but um, maybe that's a sign that you they're, can't they're criticise it for that. Um, yeah, I don't see the, I don't see the growth to justify the, the that sort of high PE myself, yeah. but, uh, particularly over the next two to three years. So, um, you know, Carl's mentioned everything that I, you know I would is is you know you're in a, a increasing interest rate environment. You've got yeah. a potential economic slowdown. Uh, yes, the, the the growth in the US has been phenomenal for them over the last couple of years, but um, that can turn very quickly in the US, and yeah. it's a lot more volatile market than ours. So. Um, I'd be inclined to say that if you, I'd be more of a hold, if not, yeah, right. look, I'd be looking to sort of take it off the table. Right. Okay. Hold slash sell. Hold slash sell. You, but with you, an analyst. You, you, ju- you just don't want to upset your analyst, do you? <laughs> no, I you don't. You don't want to go back to the office and the analyst goes, what are you doing to me? <laughs> yeah. And look, you know, I, I need to—I probably need to have a closer look at how long he's had that recommendation on there. It might yeah, be that yeah, he, he yeah. Might be, now you're back. Might be sharpening right. his numbers. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on to rare earth. Yeah, so. yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, Jess wants a view on the Linus, yeah. uh, the big rare rare earth um, uh, producer, Francesco. Now, rare earths are rare, but no, they're not them, rare. But most of them are in China, aren't they? So strategically. Yes. Yeah. Sort of a Western rare earths stock or producer. Yeah, look, they're uh, not rare, but they're also got to be economical too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a lot of commodities Grand you can find in a lot of places, but they've got to be economical yes. to dig out of the ground yeah, at the same point. point. Look, um, we, we've got a sell recommendation on this stock, and um, the analyst believes that they've got some significant production issues in 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 Malaysia, um, right. and that's going to cause some issues for them down the track. So. Um, because processing, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, processing rare earths is a bit messy, isn't it, environmentally? So that's why <laughs> well, they get it processed yeah. in Malaysia, because they have you know, maybe different environmental yeah. standards than I, we do. I, I'd say not just um, um, environmentally, but it, 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 yeah, because of that, it's expensive to, to, right. to produce as well. Toxic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... There's there's the, there's that issue, but look, you know, you, you can sort of you can and there's some price weaknesses in 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 the underlying rare earths at the moment yeah. too, just just a bit <coughs> bit, right. bit like the lithium as well. Um, look, if you if you want to get exposure to this space and and when you've got a declining commodity price, you want to go for the the I suppose the the less risky, and I, I'd say Iluca would be in that category. Um, so we would prefer that, but we wouldn't right. say that it's a buy. It's right. just, okay. you know, if you want if you, to, if you want, yeah, yeah, because I mean, obviously, the underlying commodity price dictates what the the trend of the you know all yeah. the investments in that area are. But you know, you, you've got a stock here that's that's on you know a declining PE multiple, which means their earnings are declining as well. You're getting yeah. no dividends out of it, um, and if they've got production issues, then the, the risk is to the downside. So if if, you, if you're looking for returns out of an investment and you're not getting any dividends, then it's capital, isn't yeah. it? Really, um, yeah. and if you, the, the, the 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 execution risk is there and all the other risks that that pile on top of that, I'd say you don't need to be there. Okay, uh, Carl. 
Yeah, so the main play here for Linus is the magnets, okay? So the, the magnets that go into your turbines, your wind farms, oh, yeah. uh, the magnets that go into your motors for your EVs. So that's kind of the attractiveness. So a lot of investors and viewers who are listening, correct me if I'm wrong, many lump uh, Linus in with your lithium stock. So they right. go, oh, Linus, I know, they know it's rare as yeah. neodymium, yeah, yeah. pre-seodymium, and NDPRs, the, the main uh, stuff they produce, that goes in the magnets. Uh, but you can't. Okay, so I don't. I, what I should have done is should have sent with a chart of um, neodymium, praseodymium, right? Which uh, it's halved. It's halved in value since uh, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So everything went up. All the commodities went up then, right? Obviously, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But this is halved. And I, what I did show you was the lithium chart, which hasn't halved. It's continued to go up. And that's why you can't put Linus in the same basket as your lithium stocks. It's a totally different world. It's, yes, it's EV tech, technology down the track, but um, the, the price, the supply demand uh, dynamics for its main commodity are very, very different. Okay, so that's but that's my first word of caution. But otherwise, look, it is such a globally important asset, I think, because is what you were sort of alluding yeah. to at the start, because we've got... Um, well, production's in Malaysia, but the source of the material is over here in WA and Mount Wells. Yeah. But they are building a facility here in Kalgoorlie to process onshore as well, and I think that's really important as well. So um, the government's given them a bunch of money. Um, the US government's given them a bunch of money to develop a plant over there in Texas. So I think this is a massively strategically important asset that they have. So I think in the longer run, I think it's something you want to keep an eye on. But everything Francesco said in the short term, I think, is going to weigh on the stock. So it's one that's on my, on my, on my shopping list if I can get it, you know, maybe half price, a third of the price if the bear market really takes a hold. But for now, we're very cautious on this one. So we are also at a sell. Right. OK. All right. Uh, but you'd be a buyer if it halved in price. Who, um, yeah, well, and, the and two wouldn't turn with up most stocks. <laughs> but because it's so, it's so strategically important, yes. I think, you know, yeah. at some stage you want to own, you want to have some of this in your portfolio for the long term. Yep. OK. All right, let's. Uh, Ross wants a view, Carl, on Superloop, the uh, mm. telecommunications infrastructure business. Um, they put out uh, fibre. Uh, what do you think of Superloop? Yeah, they own a big cable that goes between uh, Singapore and Perth. Yeah. Um, so that's the infrastructure play there. They've got a, a bunch of local infrastructure as well. But otherwise, they're an NBN reseller. And I think they're sort of more and more pivoting um, towards that. They've sold a bunch of their um, Asian assets as well to focus more on their, their local um, ISP reselling. And the goal here is obviously to take market share away from the incumbents, but they do also offer white label solutions as well. Um, so they're sort of a provider uh, of, of the back end solutions. So that's quite interesting. Uh, it's a really interesting company. Incidentally, Koshi, I'm going I'm to throw the show way off topic here, but because I'm an Optus customer, yeah. um, I've decided to change my, um, my, my patronage for obvious reasons. And in doing the research to, to do that, um, this is actually my top pick, um, oh, and I know that's a side, but but just, I know this is very anecdotal what I'm talking about now. But how many Optus customers out there are probably thinking the same thing? Like you know, to Optus, no doubt what you've been charging me for years and years and years has included an element of your cybersecurity fee, right? What yeah. they pay. Yeah. So so am I going to get a refund, Koshi? Does that mean I should get a refund, say, $5 a month for everything I've paid uh, by, back to day dot? I don't think that checks in the mail. So um, if, if now I'm way off topic, I know, but Superloop's um, <laughs> it's going to get my business. Uh, but it is a, it is, uh, I've got great growth in the business because it is uh, 
providing a number of great points of um, difference amongst the others. Hey, that's why I looked at them amongst everybody and said, hey, I'm going to go with Superloop. Um, but it's just the valuation's a bit tricky. So it's still trading about 100 times, not making money yet, 100, 100 times FY24 earnings, right. but so much growth in the business, it's about 40 times FY25 earnings. I like that. I just think you might get it a little bit cheaper if the market gets really bad. There's one to keep an eye on, as I think, um, but just not a buy just okay. yet. I, I, I'm not quite at a whole business chart so awful. I have to go sell because I have to do what the chart tells me to, but yeah. I, it's definitely on my shopping list okay. in many ways, in more well, ways than one. Well, uh, knowing the way your brain works, uh, <laughs> you would do the research on those. Who, who, who can work out mobile phone plans except you? Yeah. So if you've done the work and this is the top one, I reckon a lot of us would go, beauty, I'll back Carl on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I should, buy, I should buy the stock on that basis. Yeah, Everybody's yeah, that's right. And put it out. <laughs> Francesco, yep. what's the view on, uh, on Superloop? Yeah, look, I agree with Carl. It looks very expensive and, you know, yeah. things don't... You, these sort of businesses, you're not looking at them as you would a, a, a normal sort of business that's been in operation for a very long time. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's in a growth phase. Um, it does operate a, its own fibre ne- uh, fiber optic network cable as well. Um, so I think that's a, a, a key asset for the business as well. Um, and what Carl says is 100% correct. I think some of the smaller players in our um, telecommunications net, um, area are going to experience a little bit of growth because mm. there'll be people that are disgruntled with Optus um, and, and, and they start to, to migrate to other providers. Um, the beauty of that for the smaller players is that because they're working off such a small market share, um, if you have a, a mar- you gain 2% of market share, um, that could be a potentially a 50% increase in their, in their market share and therefore right. a 50% increase in revenue. We saw that with uh, ABB this year as well and we probably see a bit more of that now of ABB. So our guys have got to buy on it, but I'd say it carries a fair bit of risk um, it's, I, yeah, and, and I like the like the outlook for it. Um, if you wouldn't want, if you don't want to carry as much risk, and you don't want to go to Telstra, I think ABB is another alternative as well. Okay, was he brought Yep. Okay. All right. Camera wants a view, um, uh, Francesco on Bravura. The uh, uh, this is the wealth management administration platform. For, uh, for advisors, fund managers, and professionals. Yeah, not very exciting and sexy, but um, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But see, Hub Twenty Four Net Wealth. Exactly. Uh, uh, exactly. Pretty sexy. E- I don't know. Well, so they, is, the is share this, prices have, but I mean, yeah, the yeah. business, the business itself is. No, is no. So this is pretty the same cool. sector as Net Wealth yeah, and Hub Twenty Four. Similar. Get more, all the more, attention. more focus on on the wealth management. Um, oh no, they're, they're broader, I suppose, in funds you know, it's hard to, to sort of um, decipher whether it's an IT firm or a, um, you mm. know, a, or a service provider to, to the wealth in wealth management industry, but um, um, it looks quite good. Um, you know, the fundamentals look sound. Um, it, look, it looks like there's some good growth in earnings as well. Um, the dividend yields attractive. You know, around the five percent or four percent, four to five percent. Thing that sort of worries me a bit is it does fluctuate a bit, and there's no franking in it um, either. So that would concern me a little bit. But um, on on all face value, um, you know, they've got to. I suppose the things that they've got to look forward to. Uh, 
uh, regulatory changes actually give them some benefit because their customers have to um, update their systems and so yep. forth. So we've got a buy recommendation on it um, yep. at around these levels. Yeah. All right. Um, yep. Yeah. Carl, Rivera? It's, a, yeah, it's such a tricky one. I, look, I really like the business with Francesco. I see a lot of positives there. And no, like it, it, you know, like if you look at the, the consensus numbers, 15% combat annual growth rate, which is one of the best we've seen out of the stock so far today. Um, the PE is quite low. It's only about 12 times earnings. And that's going to fall to about seven times by FY26. And the yield is looking really attractive. You know, it's about 5% now. But if you believe the broker consensus, six brokers on this one, it's going to be 9%. So if you buy it today, you hold it for a few years, you're going to be at a 9% yield on what you paid for it today. Mm. So what what is going on <laughs> like well look at the chart this is yeah. this is one of the worst charts on the market and if you look at say like you mentioned uh, net wealth and hub those charts don't look anywhere near as bad as this mm. um, the only the only nasty thing i could find uh, in all the in looking through the financial statements uh, was that uh, you know revenues up but you know ebitda down NPAT down NPAT down by 20 percent that's because um when you when you see that you see it's margin pressure right so revenues up but then profits down that has to be margin pressures and maybe that's what the market doesn't like the market is really taking a stick to anything that where you know where the margins are declining and then that's the biggest issue so a lot of a lot of obviously what they do is um building software they, they, they have to retain um so they said labor costs labor costs were the big issue um so here's the thing you know it's not like you, you you're paying um you know extra to, for somebody to make more widgets let's face it these these guys are probably going to do the same amount of job uh, same amount of work they can deliver the same projects in the same time frame but they're going to get paid more because you have to retain them because if you don't retain them they're going to go somewhere else and then yeah. you don't have a business so that's kind of the key business risk here i think that's what the market's reflecting on but who knows either way are you going to sit there and go oh great company but what's what's what doesn't what the what is the, the market doesn't like i'm not going to sit there and try and figure that out so i just look at the chart and go sell yep very simple just, just so one, I like, one thing this is a methodology sorry sell. Carl. Sorry, Carl. No, you go. Oh, just one thing I'd add to it, I think, is is pretty important. Is it's most of the software that they deliver is 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 back office uh, support stuff, which is necessary, particularly in this regulatory environment. Right. So, yeah, that I see as a positive as well. But see, but um, Carl's uh, point. You look at Hub Twenty Four and Net Wealth that always get rave reviews. Uh, yeah. Review of share price is. A five-year low. Yeah, and, and look, you know, it's I think hard to figure out. I, I think sometimes you see some shares that 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 just don't get the attention because they're they're not in the spotlight. So if you've got Hub and 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 that, you look at them and it, it's more front-end um, information. So you're looking at, um, you know, how much funds under management they're getting because that gives them okay. more leverage. Whereas this, I see, is a fixed cost to a lot of businesses okay. where they've they've got to they've actually got to you know put in place a lot of this software so, for, so for infrastructure. Management's got to get out and market it. Yes. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> yeah. Actually, um, I did in my notes. They, I think they just announced a share share buyback. If I'm not right. mistaken, maybe Francesco's got it in his notes. Oh, I haven't got uh, any notes. Sorry. Uh, um, oh, don't quote me. I'm. Uh, look, well, I know. I know one of these. Yeah. One of them did. Uh, maybe Superloop did. Maybe yeah. Superloop. Sorry. I'm, right. I'm but I mean, if they here, do, that would so. be an indication that the directors feel <laughs> yeah. that, that the, the price of this thing is just too low, and they yeah. should be should yeah, be buying it. Like All right. It. Uh, final stock, uh, Francesco, uh, is the reject shop that um, uh, that India wants to be on. The yeah, look, 
There's uh, there's a couple of things balancing this one. Uh, you know, it's it's a discount retailer, mm. if you like. So, and it, but it's discretionary spending. So yeah. you've got to say, if we're going into an increasing interest rate environment, therefore, you know, um, or a recession, or a recession, um, households households um, disposable um, income and, and and cash available for discretionary spending declines. So I see that as as a negative on one side. Um, but their business strategy at the moment is to to close down unprofitable stores, which hopefully that yeah. <laughs> that would be a strategy on most uh, retailers as well. Um, but open stores in 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 a lot of the neighbourhood shopping centres. So I, I see this as a, as a real positive because the 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 large format shopping centres have changed over the last sort of twenty years, if you like, um, and it's been a gradual change. But I think they've become more entertainment and high end retail. Um, whereas your local neighbourhood stores become your grocery and, and low-end retail. And I think they get better traction in there. So so I, I think that's a good move um, on the back of, you know, a, a, the you know, potential slowing economy as, as, as a negative for them. Um, it trades on a fairly high PE. Um, so, look, I wouldn't be chasing it at those levels. And right. there doesn't appear to be much or any dividends. Uh, our analyst hasn't got any dividends. So we've got to hold on it. Um, and I think maybe that new strategy for them might sort of see them turn that okay. business around. But um, yeah, not one for for me. All right, um, Carl, reject shop. Yeah, I'll, well, in a second, I'll just clarify my comment. So Superloop did announce a ten percent buyback. Right. Um, so just to clarify that, and Bravura Solutions, no buyback. But Koshi, just looking at my notes, two words: strategic review. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, the, the worst two words you want to hear in lexicon. I just think Hawthorne. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> hopefully not. Uh, hopefully yeah. not that. Whenever there's a review, uh, yeah. you never know what's going on. So that's, that okay. probably explains it, yeah. So All not right. the buyback, it's the strategic review. Now, talking about buybacks, it's a segue into reject shops. So these guys have just announced a buyback. So the, the market cap of this business is $156 million, Yeah. Um, and uh, there's some debt there, so enterprise value is about 300 million. But instead of paying a dividend, so speaking to um, Francesco's comment, they decided not to pay a dividend and instead announced a 6% buyback of their shares. So think about what that means. It's like, no, 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 we're not gonna give our shareholders the money because what's the point of them putting it in the bank or going and buying a new uh, big screen TV? We're gonna keep that money and we're gonna buy back our own shares. Yeah. So it just kind of speaks to the confidence I think management has in the valuation right now. So I like it when I see things like that. It always gets me really ex excited. Uh, and the other thing is they've got a bunch of cash uh, on the books um, as well. So, you know, I know there's some debt there, but uh, there is about half as much as the capitalization is, 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 is in cash. Um, so I think it looks pretty cheap here. I know the PE is about 20, but the growth I think, mm. uh, if you look broken consensus is quite high. I mean, the growth is sort of, um, it says 42% here, which sounds crazy high, but anyway, that's what the brokers are saying. So I think it's justified. The chart isn't bad. It's not great. It's not bad, but I can, so I can certainly get to a hold. I, I'm going to keep an eye on this one. If it gets above mm. 460, I'm going to call it a buy because of all those other stuff I talked about. The management is saying our shares are crazy, silly cheap here. We're not giving you the dividends. We're going to buy back shares with it. So I think that's a, that's an interesting trade for them to make. Mm. Above 460, I think it's a buy for now to hold. Okay. All right. Uh, that's in India on the reject shop. That's a, a really interesting one to bring up here and put on a lot of people's watch lists. Uh, appreciate you sending that through. Let's just recap the, uh, the final five stocks for this half hour. Uh, Reese a sell from Carla. Hold from Francesco. Linus, both have a sell. Um, Super Loop, um, a risky buy from 
uh, from Ord Minute prefer ABB. Um, a sell at this stage from uh, from Carl, but is going to put it on his watch list. Bravura, a sell and a buy. A sell from uh, Carl, a buy from uh, from Ords and Reject Shop, a hold from both. But quite interesting. If the share price gets above $4.60, then Carl would be interested in buying it. All right, uh, Carl Kapalinga from Think Markets. Appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us on this Monday. Good to see you. As Thanks. Usual, Thanks for having me, Koshi. Yeah, absolutely. Follow Carl on Twitter. And also, he has a Tuesday forum that sometimes mm. lasts for an hour and a half talking about <laughs> charts. So if you love charts, you will get your full uh, your field yep. during that. So um, I'll, I'll put uh, I'll put the link on my Twitter, Koshi. So excellent. if I head to the yeah, Twitter, yeah. I'll, put the, I'll put the link on there. That's now. where yep. I got it last week and went through it because you had a couple of stocks in my uh, super fund that I wanted to follow. So it was good. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Francesco DeSantis from All Minute. Good to see you, mate. Pleasure, thank David. You. Good to see you. Enjoy thank the you. rest of the week. Thank you. Uh, coming up on the small caps, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today gives us three small caps he's interested in at the moment. Uh, don't forget if you want to flick through any stocks to us for me to put to the expert panel the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle now all the stocks in the calls fantasy portfolio um, which the new investment committee meeting for October will be putting up on the platform tomorrow um, so all of the very latest coming up tomorrow and it's a very interesting discussion as well head to ausbiz.co forward slash portfolio uh, see you after the break for the small caps. The call is brought to you by CMC Markets, a world-leading online trading platform for CFDs and shares around the globe. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.